Harris. This is the Heidi Harris Show podcast. I do these a couple of times a week. You can subscribe anywhere you get podcasts. I also do a live radio show on 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis on Sunday nights. You can find all the information about how to listen live, how to follow me, Heidi Harris Show. I'm on all the socials at Heidi Harris Show. You can check out HeidiHarris.com or HeidiHarrisShow.com also. I try really hard not to tell you things you already know. There's too much of that, I think, in talk radio or podcasts. People just nod their head. And I don't know about you, but I don't have time to listen to stuff that I already know or I already agree with because my attitude is there's a lot I don't know about the world and I'd like to learn something. Thank you very much, right? I had to mention this today. I saw this in Miss Manners' column. <laughs> You'd think this would be obvious, right? You'd think it would be obvious, but it's not. Dear Miss Manners, a friend called me on two separate occasions to complain about my daughter's behavior towards her daughter at school. I was a bit taken aback because when my daughter's at school, her teacher is responsible for her. I do not homeschool and cannot control my daughter when she's not in my presence. <laughs> I'll get back to that. Initially, I offered an apology. When it happened a second time, I was annoyed but said thank you. I contacted the school and let them know that my daughter was experiencing social relational aggression with schoolmates. Since then, my supposed friend has not contacted me. I feel she's reacted emotionally and taken this situation personally. What is the correct way to respond when a parent is contacted by another parent and still maintain their respect and friendship? And then Ms. Matters went on to say that, you know, obviously as a mother, you're responsible for your child. I'm giving you the short version of that. But here's the most interesting part of this. This mother feels that a teacher is responsible for her child's behavior. Now, when I was a kid growing up, if I got in trouble at school, I got it twice as bad at home. And when I say that, I don't mean that I was abused. I was never abused and rarely spanked. I probably should have been spanked more than I was. Um, so none of that. But it was just expected that I would behave a certain way at school with my classmates, with my teachers. And if I didn't, my parents would take it upon themselves to correct the situation. <laughs> And I'm amazed that this woman thinks that teachers are responsible for her child's behavior. Your child's at school to learn, not be controlled like they're in a prison. I mean, I know this is obvious, but I saw this column and I couldn't believe it. And by the way, if you're a parent and that's your kind of thinking, let's just go along with that line of thinking for a second. You're a parent and you believe that when your child's out of your sight, you're not responsible for them. Well, maybe not after 18, but if your child misbehaves at a birthday party, starts throwing things around, causing a problem, who's responsible for your child then? The parents of the people, you know, where the party's being held? I mean, is that who's responsible for your child? When your child is, you know, 14, 15, 16, and they're acting up and they're making, you know, bad decisions and they're in criminal activity, whatnot, whose responsibility is it then? The, the friends they're hanging out with? I mean, at what point does a parent take responsibility? Of course you can't control everything your child does in life. We all know that. You can do the best you can. You try to instill values. Well, maybe not this woman, but you try to instill values and you try to explain to children that they have to behave a certain way, respect authority, respect their teachers. That's what I was taught as a child. And yet you apparently, you know, you do your best, but you do your best as a parent, but at the end of the day, you know, they're going to do things that are wrong. That's why you have to correct them. I don't have children, but I do nursery at church. And when I do nursery at church, uh, I make sure that the kids don't bruise each other. Now, they're allowed to play. If they want to play rough, they can a little bit. But no bruising, no bleeding when I'm taking care of them. And if somebody's being rude, 
uh, or selfish, which we're all selfish, I'll talk to the child and I'll say, well, don't you want to share that? Because she shared hers with you, that kind of thing. I'm teaching character just like their parents do in my church. Now, if a child got to where a child was hitting, even that, I would stop and control it and say, stop it. Uh, But if I needed to take it to a higher authority, I would absolutely take it to the parents and say, your child uh, was being, you know, exceptionally disrespectful or whatever else. And I would tell the parents, and I know these parents and grandparents personally, and they would come down on their kids, have a conversation, correct the behavior. So yes, I'm controlling somewhat the behavior when they're four, obviously it's much easier, but it's not my job to raise them and their parents instill in them the respect for authority. Of course, they love me because they see me all the time. Hey, Miss Heidi, they get so excited when they see me, which is great. It warms my heart. But their parents also instill a respect for authority in these children from the time they're babies. And they know that adults are to be respected and they need to do what Miss Heidi says or whoever's in nursery that week. So when you, you know, have a situation at school and you have a bunch of kids who the parents aren't teaching anything. I mean, I can only imagine what this kid does at home. It's just stunning to me that a parent would not for a second consider it their responsibility to control or even, not even control, because clearly you can't control a child that's, you know, 10 miles away at a school, but to instill the kind of self-control behavior that your child should have. You know, whether it's, um, you're not supposed to hit another child at school, if I had a child, Uh, don't hit another child at school. You know, self-defense is one thing, but you don't want to hit a child at school. You don't want to call children names. You don't want to make fun of people. You want to be respectful to your teachers. Yes, ma'am. Yes, sir. Uh, Please and thank you. I mean, these are basic things. And I'm not sure this little girl, and I know little girls can be nasty. We all had our fights with our friends when we were kids in the neighborhood. Sometimes they were even physical. Even among the girls, they were. Uh, So I get it. And that's when a parent has to step in and say, honey, you, you, you know, you shouldn't talk to your friends like that or you shouldn't hit your friends or, or whatever the situation may be. But the idea that this person completely abdicates her role as a parent to whoever's standing there at the time <laughs> is shocking, absolutely shocking. And this is a problem. A lot of parents have this attitude now. You know, when I was a kid, if you mouthed off to an adult down the street, your parents got a phone call and there was a conversation. Your parents would say, uh, excuse me, that's an adult. You don't talk to an adult that way. I had a neighborhood kid that lived near us in one of the houses we lived in. And she was a young girl. She was about, I don't know, 10, 12 years old. And she walked by and something, she said something and she goes, hey. And I said, young lady, you do not speak to adults like that. You don't say, hey. It's excuse me or ma'am or whatever. Hey. But she clearly wasn't raised correctly. But I'm not going to tolerate it. It used to be that that's the way everybody was. You know, say what you want to about Hillary Clinton that it takes a village. Obviously, we know the connotations are very serious when government wants to raise your child, and we understand that. But the truth is, back in the day, the village did raise your kid to a certain extent. I mean, you instilled the values. You're the parent, ultimately, who makes all the decisions. But if the child got out of line, the tribe, whatever that tribe would be, would gather together, assuming it's a good tribe, and reinforce whatever was taught at home. And nowadays, we don't have a lot of that. And now it's amazing to me that somebody would expect the teachers to raise the kids. That's the problem. Kids aren't learning anything at school anymore. 
because the teachers are spending all of their time doing, you know, classroom management and try to control the three or four kids who act up all the time. And of course, once those kids act up and nothing's done, then more kids act up and that's how it is. That's why teachers are leaving. Nobody quits teaching because it doesn't pay well. Everybody who teaches knows from the day they get hired and sign the contract, this is how much money I'm going to get. I'm going to get summer off. I'm going to get all the holidays off and all these things, all this time off, which is great. And this is the pay I'm going to get, which is not the same pay somebody would get if they worked 50 weeks a year. So that's what you sign. Nobody gets their first paycheck and says, oh, this is all I get. No, that's not why people go into teaching. A lot of people go into teaching because it's a gift. And I know people who are incredibly gifted teachers or because they want the same time off that their children have, which makes perfect sense. But a teacher should be able to teach. A teacher should not have to teach your children manners. When your child goes to school, your child should behave a certain way. And if every kid in that classroom behaved a certain way and we had that baseline of behavior in a classroom, you know, be quiet when the teacher's talking. Don't be elbowing your friend at the next desk or whatever. Don't be yucking it up. Don't be disrespectful. All of these things. If you had that baseline in every classroom of respect that should have been taught at home, that should be taught everywhere, you go to a restaurant. Who's in charge of your kid if you go to a restaurant? Is that the waitress? Your kid starts acting up and running around a restaurant. Is that the waitress's job to tell your child to behave themselves? I mean, (laughs) you have to ask yourself the question now. And what it ultimately comes down to is if you as a parent aren't in charge of your child's behavior or certainly instilling certain expected behaviors in a child, certain expectations from the time they're little, then who is? I'll tell you who's going to be at the end. It's going to be some correctional officer. Some guy or girl with a badge is ultimately going to be responsible for your kid's behavior because they're not going to have any friends. They're not going to be invited back. They're going to lose jobs. They're not going to be able to stay married. This is the problem with not teaching children any values and any manners from the time they're little. You may put up a certain behavior in your house. You may allow your child to talk back and this and that and the other. The rest of the world doesn't. And they will be fired from jobs. And they will lose friends. And they will lose spouses. And they will just burn through everybody their entire lives because they don't understand basic behavior. And it's not a teacher's job to teach that. It's the parent's job. But whenever parents abdicate this, government is happy to jump in and take over for you. And you wonder why it gets to that point in public schools where government wants to take over more and more of teaching the quote-unquote values. That's because parents like this one are happy to have them do the job. I'm Heidi Harris. Don't forget you can find me on Sunday nights, 97.1 FM Talk in St. Louis. 7 to 9 p.m. During the week, you can find me uh, doing these podcasts, obviously. You can also find me on Rumble, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all of that Heidi Harris Show and HeidiHarrisShow.com where you can message me. Easy way to do it. Until we meet again, remember, it's okay to get disgusted. Lord knows I do at times, but don't get discouraged. God is still firmly in charge. Here's Tony Scottwell.